Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. You brought your owner's manuals. I'm going to look at Romans chapter 4. At least I think this is where we're going to land today. And maybe I'll get to talk to you guys about some things I felt like I've learned over the last year in regards to just believing God for what you heard in your heart. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. I'm reading from the New King James. And I will read from verse 16 down to verse 25. Romans 6, 4. 16 down to verse 25. Thank you, sir. And then I'll read from Hebrews chapter 11, I think. Hebrews 11. through 12. Romans 4 verse 16 says this, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Somebody say by faith, according to grace. Watch this. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed not only to those who are of the law but also to those who are of faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. Listen to what Paul was saying. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. This is what Yahweh spoke to Abraham. As it is written, I made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, in the presence of God whom Abraham believed, God who gives life to the dead. Come on, say that. Say God gives life to the dead. And cause those things that be not as though they did. So really, we quote that as if we do that, but that's not what Paul's saying. Paul says, Abraham believed God who gives life to the dead, and he believed in God who calls those things that are not as though they were. Watch this. Verse 28. Abraham, who contrary to hope, who against hope, in hope believed. What? So that he became the father of many nations. According to what was, everybody say the spoken. Watch this. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith. I'm going to say it again. And not being weak in faith. Abraham did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, Lord, I, I pray I got. I pray I can do what Abraham did at a hundred. I'm gonna just leave that right there. He did not consider his body dead, even though he was a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. How? By giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what God had promised, that God was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. And this is the best part about this chapter right here. You ready for this? Now, it was not written for Abraham's sake alone. 
that it was imputed to him, but also for us. You got to find yourself when you read. Some of y'all read about biblical characters and you never found yourself. It wasn't written for him alone. It was written for us. And it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Hebrews 11, verse 11. Let me just read it really quickly. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age. Wow. Because she judged God faithful who had made the promise. Therefore, from one man, and that man was as good as dead, there came or there were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand, which is by the seashore. Lord, thank you for your word. It's always alive. And we receive it today with thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, look at somebody and say, do you still believe? Come on, one more time. Say, do you still believe? All right, all right, all right. I got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So, I mean, you guys are give me about three hours. Look, no hands, no hands. Look at that. I got one. You have to because you armor-bearing for me. You have to give me three hours. Come on, Pastor. I'll watch a three-hour movie. I don't want to hear no three-hour sermon now, Pastor. Now, I ain't really worried about y'all. I'm worried about our people keeping our kids. Y'all know y'all gave. Somebody said, no, nah, you can go three hours. I gave little Johnny some Kool-Aid on the way here, and y'all gave him them goldfish. It's over. Anyway, goldfish is the secret to any kid's ministry. Just want to put that out there to you. If you didn't know it or not, you and I are called people of faith. We're called people of faith, Charles. Faith in the Greek is essentially the word, I'm going to mispronounce it, of course, but pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. It means to believe, to be fully convinced of something. We believe and are fully convinced in a God we can't see yet. We believe and we're fully convinced that we're going to a place that we haven't been to yet. We believe and we're fully convinced in the Savior that we personally in the flesh haven't met yet. But Stephen, we believe. We're called believers. This didn't start with us. It started with people long, 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 long time ago, way before we existed. The scripture says that Abraham really is the father of what? Faith. In other words, he's the father of believing in God for a promise. But not only that, he's the father of all those who would go on to believe in God, that God exists, but also those who would believe in God for the things that God promised them. Isaiah actually prophesied to the nation of Israel, and he says this. He says this, Jason. He says, look to the rock from whence you were hewn. Look to the rock from whence you were cut out of. And he says this, even Abraham and Sarah, when believing looks hard, look back to where you came from because this thing started in belief, listen, and it will end in belief. Even our salvation didn't come by way of our works. Ephesians 2 and 8, for you are saved by grace through what? And that not of yourself, even that is the gift of Yahweh. 
My father-in-law used to say all, all the time, he would say this. He would say, the way you got in the kingdom is how you get everything else in the kingdom. Well, how's that? You got in by grace and you got it through faith. And the way you get in the kingdom is how you get everything else in the kingdom. It will always be by God's grace, simply through our what? Faith. We're called believers. We're called people of faith. How many of you guys right now, I mean currently, right now, you're believing God for something, but you can't yet put your hands on it? I mean, like legitimately. Maybe it might be healing, emotionally, mentally, physically. It could be for a job opportunity. It could be for something that God has whispered to your heart. You're believing for it. And if you'll be honest, it looks like it would be easier for it not to happen than for it to happen. And many of you guys are believing, watch this, against the odds of impossibility. But can I tell you, it didn't start with us. Let me just give you a rundown of some, some, it is earth's history, but it's biblical history. Abraham, God came to Abraham. The Bible says God made a people from a people who were not a people. God made a people from a people who were not a people. Before there was, Israel was a nation. Israel was a family. Before Israel was a family, Israel was one man. His name was Jacob. Before Jacob was Jacob, he was in the loins of his father Isaac. And before Isaac was here, he was in the loins of his father Abraham. And before Abraham was Abraham, Abraham's name was actually Abram who was a moon gazer. He was a star worshiper. He was an idolater. He worshiped things that he made by his own hands. And one day, we don't know how it happened, but he heard a voice in the wind. He, he heard God speaking to his heart. He knew what it was to serve a God, not just the God. And he gets this word from God, and God says to him, Abram, leave your country and your kindred. Some of you do better if you just know how to disconnect from, yes, even those family members that always speak against what God is telling you to do. My wife just said, stop. You need to, the 10th the, the spiritual gift of the spirit, delete. Go in your phone and delete them. I, I used to go to church with a guy. He actually had a church member's name in his phone as don't answer. <laughs> Every time they call, he said, well, don't, don't answer's calling. <laughs> My life is better for it because I, I know not to answer when don't answer's calling. You know those people that every time you talk to them, they, they actually end up killing what God's been speaking to you. And some of you got friends, they actually take up your offense and your pain, and they tell you what they would be doing if they were in your situation, but because it really doesn't lead to biblical wholeness, it may seem like it's good advice, but it's not God advice. Listen. Psalms 1 says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. We think that means don't take ungodly counsel from ungodly people, but it also means don't take ungodly counsel from people that say they're godly. Yeah. Come on. Throw it right all the way to the back of the room. Miss Chair, you ready to catch it? Girl, if I was you, give them a piece of my mind. And you and the peace of your mind is why you are where you currently are. Give them the mind of Christ. Bless those who 
curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you and say all manner of things against you falsely for my name's sake. That, that's the mind of Christ. Abraham had to leave his country, his place of comfort, everything he knew. He had to leave relationships, even family, and go into a place he did not know. And God says, from you, I'm going to bless the whole earth. What? You're going to bless the whole planet through me? Through you. And he says, everybody that blesses you, I will bless. Everybody that curses you, I will what? Now watch this. God don't have curses. You can't give, I can't give you a 20 if I don't have a 20. You know what essentially God was saying? When people speak things against you that are not from my heart toward you, I won't let it happen. Matter of fact, it'll come back on them. God don't have to give curses. Watch it, watch it. Listen, listen. I'm going to bless the earth through you. Abraham is 75 years old when God tells him this. I mean, geriatric is right around the corner from Brother Abe. He is almost to that insure age. It's Abraham, father of faith. Why wouldn't God tell him that when he was 20? Because God has this crazy appetite to speak things over people. (laughs) And these people are usually in predicaments or situations or age brackets or in a financial sector where if God don't do it, it will not get done. That's why the scripture says, 1 Corinthians 1, not many wise are called, not many mighty are called, not many noble are called. Didn't say you couldn't be wise, you couldn't be noble. He just says God don't call a lot of them. Why? Because God likes to take the foolish things of the world and confound the what? He takes the base things or the lowly things to confound the what? The mighty or those things that are on top. And then he says this, and God takes those things that are not. To confound the things that are. Watch this. You and I were a bunch of are-nots. I are not pure. I are not wise. I are not have it all together. I mean, Aaron did, but the rest of us didn't. To confound the why. So if you feel like you have a promise, but you don't have a clue how it's going to happen, I got good news for you. You're in good company. So was Moses. (laughs) Moses, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Okay. um, Who do you you want to be your messenger, Lord? You. Uh, 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 uh. I, 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 um, uh, you, you know a stutter, right? Yeah, but you're the, you're the guy. You're the guy. You're the guy. David, I'm going to make you to be the greatest king of Israel. I don't know if you noticed it. I have women issues. I'm also short and small, redheaded, by the way. And I'm only a shepherd, yeah, but I'm going to use you and make you the greatest king of all of Israel ever. And matter of fact, my son on the earth will not be known as the son of Joseph. He'll be known as the son of David, who lived over a thousand years before his time. You got a promise and it looks impossible? You're in good company. 
The Bible says this of Abraham, and I want you, if you're listening, take notes, take mental notes, listen to what I'm fixing to say. These are the things I've gleaned over the last year, and yes, truthfully, years before, but I want you to listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. God often promises promises to people who on their own cannot make them happen. You usually don't have the money enough. You usually don't have the connections to make it happen. It will require faith because faith is heaven's currency. Listen again. Faith is the currency of heaven. Dollars don't move heaven. They move people in the earth. Billionaires cannot make angels move. Listen to what I'm telling you. Faith is the currency of heaven. A billion dollars doesn't make a mountain get up and leap. But faith, the size of a mustard seed, a mountain hears that and goes, uh-oh. And it plants itself into the ocean. Listen, faith. Faith. Abraham is known as the father of what? Faith. The father of the man that believed. Now, what was his promise? Through you, I'm literally going to bless the nations of the earth. Well, God, I got some impossibilities. Well, once again, if you have impossibilities, yet you have a promise, you are in good company. So my wife and I, her really following my leadership here, I just knew we were supposed to start a new family, didn't know where to do it. We were actually looking at downtown Oklahoma City initially on I spent about a week literally walking downtown and knocking on church doors and talking to pastors and I thought I'm not supposed to be down here I never wanted to come to Edmond I hadn't heard no good stories about Edmond not one we have been living here for like uh 13 and a half years a year or take I hadn't when I thought of Edmond I didn't hear no good stories I just never came to Edmond I didn't really have any relationships in Edmond when I knew we were supposed to come here I thought well I don't know anybody in Edmond I've always wanted to live in the city I was going to give my life to. We didn't live in Edmond. I did not want to be a church plant where we had to set up and tear down. Like, you know, you go to a movie theater, you set up, you tear down, or you rent a building, you set up and you tear down. I did not want to do that. Just being led, though. Just being led. So I had this promise. When I knew the city we were supposed to go to, I didn't know the where. I didn't know the when. I didn't know the how. And, y'all, we were capital B-R-O-K-E. Let me say it slower. We were capital. B R. We didn't have a microphone cord. <laughs> Can I tell you this? We had to. We had to disconnect from some family, and we begin to watch Yahweh establish new family. Don't don't get it. I mean, kingdom family. People that actually water what it is that you hear God saying. That's why I'm grateful for you, sir. People that will call you and say, I believe in you. People that will call you and say, I believe in what you heard. Come on. People that can give you a reference and say, well, you know, I know something like that to happen for somebody else. And all they're doing is they're fertilizing what you heard. Because you have this crazy time like when you hear something in your heart... 
or like you have to steward that thing for a little while so it can at least stand on its own. But for a little while, you got to protect it. It's like a lady being pregnant. You know, when a mom really gets pregnant, and she, especially when she's, a, she's newly pregnant, she walks in a crowd, she's walking like this. She's protecting what she's carrying because she doesn't want anything on the outside to damage what she's carrying on the inside. And a lot of us, I'm telling you, a lot of us, some of the reason we haven't done some of the stuff that God has said we were supposed to have been doing is because we got around people that didn't water our dream they choked it out they sipped up every ounce of oxygen from your dream until it literally died on the inside of you and you would go and you would say things like you know i just believe i'm supposed to do this and they would say well you don't have the money to do that we literally heard from people you don't have josh doesn't have the smarts to do that he's not administrative enough to do that you're not connected enough to do that but what they were doing what they were trying they took the size of the dream and tried to measure it with my potential. But the, the truth is it would always fail there. But your dream is not given to you in accordance to your potential. It's get, watch this. Hold your applause. It's given to you in accordance to your faith in God. So connect yourself with people that actually will water the dream that God has given you. It's a big deal. Watch this. Abraham believed in the presence of God whom he believed. This is verse Romans 4, verse 16 here. He believed in the presence of the one whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and God who calls those things which do not as though they did, as though they were. Abraham said, I know I can't make this happen. You promise you're going to bless the whole earth through me? You promise you're going to give me seed? I'm 75 years old and my Rolex is, my, my Rolex is clicking. You got to do it fast? <laughs> Abraham. Do you know where he began to draw faith from? Because remember, he came from, a, his friends were pagans. He said, the one who told me that is the one who makes dead things come back to life. And the one who gave me this promise is the one who calls those things, even though they are not currently around or they don't even currently exist, he can make them to exist simply by his speech. And he would walk around the deserts of Canaan saying, the God who makes dead things come back to life told me he's going to bless me. He's going to bless the whole earth through me. He told me that every nation on the globe is going to be blessed in me. And guess what began to happen when Abraham began to encourage himself? And Lord, you ready for this? The scripture says, Abraham, against hope, had to believe in hope. Contrary to hope. Have you, <laughs> have you ever had a promise or something you're believing for, but all you can see is the contrary? Um, y'all act like y'all Jesus' third cousin. Y'all ain't never had no struggles. I said, have you ever? <laughs> Do you know what this building, you know how this building came about? By the way, this, this is the busiest street that runs north and south in the city of Edmond. Prime real estate. Six months before this was even thought of to be a reality, when I was looking at starting a church with another name, I literally went to a bunch of pastors all around and said about five and said, hey, would you let me rent your building because I don't want to set up and tear down. You think everybody is hungry to see the kingdom grow until you ask them, would you let me rent your building on an off night? Well, you know, brother, we don't, um, uh, we just, uh, let me talk to some people. Let me, uh, brother. 
Now, you thought they wanted to see the kingdom grow. Really, they thought that God, some of their members might leave and go to another church, if we'll be honest, and they'll lose money. People ever come to me and say, one of God, say, let me bless you. Let me send you out. Let me bless you. They don't leave church. They ain't number one church. They're still in the kingdom. The guy that was here said, yeah, you know what? I'd be interested in letting you do that. I'd be interested in letting you do that. Over six months later, I came back to him. I said, man, I think we're going to possibly launch in September. I'm still trying to figure all that out. He said, cool, man. He called me three weeks after that. He said, you know what? He said, we left that building. But where I'm going, I would consider even letting you rent out the building where I'm going. Or if not, you can contact the guy who bought this building and ask him, can you rent it out? And I thought, okay. Lindsay and I knew it smelled like a dirt shop up in here. (laughs) Guys, every ceiling towel was yellow. (laughs) Yellow. Yeah, you better take a breath from the outside before you come (laughs) in. You ready? You try to clean the bathroom real quick. (laughs) And you run out. It was bad. I would kill probably seven to ten brown recluses every time I had no exaggeration. I worked between 10 and 13-hour days for almost three months, five days a week up here, just trying, to, just trying to get the building somewhat ready. Like, this building needed Jesus, prayer, and contractor's help. Like, it was bad. But we came. That guy left. I called the owner. Long story short, we landed the building. I'm thinking, there's got to be other churches that are trying to start churches around about this time that have money and people. But do you know that guy said, matter of fact, nobody hadn't even asked me about it yet. Can I tell you something? When you have a dream in your heart, God will blind other people to the thing that's for you. Listen. Listen. He won't even let it be made available to you if it's for you. If that's the way he chooses to do it because he's that good. He's that good. That guy gave us this building, man. We went to work. We had a few people that said, hey, we want to come and be a part. And we've watched God in his faithfulness in spite of all the contrary, I still see contrary. Because the enemy is always going to show you everything opposite to what God said. If you get a word where God says, this is going to be the most financially blessed off year you've ever had. I can promise you, you are going to run into all kind of financial issues. Why? Because the enemy's job is to make you doubt what you heard God say. You know how he does that? He makes you doubt what you heard God say. Don't ever miss this. This will be true for the rest of eternity. The enemy will make you doubt what you heard God say in your ear based off what you see with your eyes 100% of the time. David, you shall be king. That's a great word. But I got giants in front of me. I got wicked kings in front of me. Moses, you're going to be a deliverer. That's a really, really great word but I'm stuttering. I see that. I got a red sea in front of me. Come on. All the way through scripture. It's, 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 it will forever be true. The enemy makes you doubt what you heard in your ear based off what you see with your eye. But that's why we have to take up Abraham's role or measure of faith and say, God, how do I encourage myself in the Lord? And the answer is simply this. It says, watch this, Abraham not being weak in faith, did not consider his own body that was already dead, nor did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in his faith. How? By giving God glory. 
How do you strengthen your faith? You can memorize Bible verses. You can pray a lot. You can fast a lot. Or I like the Abrahamic way. It says he was strengthened in his faith. How did he give creatine to his faith? By giving God glory based off what God had promised in spite of all the contrary. God, I give you glory that you're going to bless the earth through me. Don't nobody know your name, Abraham. But God, I give you glory that at the age of 75, I don't even have a kid yet, and time is running by really, really fast. You still said, you're going to bless me and give me an heir. Can you give God glory for your promise when you don't have a place to set a finger on in that promise? That's faith, friend. That's faith. How did he grow his faith? By giving God glory in spite of what was kicking against the promise. So Abraham was 75. He got to be 99 years old and it still hadn't happened. Abraham is 90. I'm like, I know you don't wear Rolex, but seriously, come on, man. It's been 25 years. Come on, you got to do something now. Actually, when he thought God wasn't working fast enough, he said, I'm going to help the Lord. I'm going to help you, Lord. And one day, Sarah's like, well, Abraham, I don't know if you heard God, but I found a way we can make this thing happen. Abraham went and goes and gets her maid, whose name was Hagar. And she says, um, she's much younger than me. Everything ain't hanging down south. You know, she mid-30s, and they day, that's pretty good. I'm 90. She says, would you mind sleeping with her? And the man of God's like, well, you know, I just, I believe that's the Lord. <laughs> Hops into his skin tent. Nine months later, Hagar's giving birth. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And she gives birth to what scripture calls Ishmael. The scripture will go on, go on to say this. He was born out of bondage. He was born from the bondwoman. He was born by a way of flesh, not spirit. There are some things you can give birth to that God never gave you permission to do. And that Ishmael that was born several thousand years ago today is still causing issues on the planet today. They were throwing rocks in Abraham's day. And if you look on the news right now, you'll still see them throwing rocks. Legitimately throwing rocks. He tried to help God fulfill his own promise as if God needed it. The truth is the reason God didn't do it when Abraham was 75 is there was still enough strength in Abraham for him to make it happen. But God wanted to put him in a place where he didn't have enough money. He didn't have enough contacts. He didn't have enough physical health to make him to do it on his own. He wanted it to be to such a place that when the promise got fulfilled, Abraham would have to say, I knew I couldn't have made this thing happen. This has to be the Lord. So at 99, I'm coming to see you, son. And God shows up when they're hanging out in Mamre. Abraham is in his tent, minding his own business, and three visitors show up, divine visitors. And he says, you remember that promise I gave you so many years ago? I'm coming to make it happen. And Abraham's tent must have been right beside his wife's tent. And he said, your wife, this time next year, she's going to give birth to a son. And Sarah in the tent behind Abraham starts going... (laughs) I don't know who these visitors are, but they don't know me. 
this thing been gone. And I know Abraham, he ain't got no life. And they didn't have those V pills. <laughs> Which, by the way, be careful. I'm just... You ever watch one of them commercials? They got the guy riding on a bike through a, a dandelion field. Looking like he's 125. And he's smiling. And then they say, if for the next four hours, I'm going to just stop right there. I'm like, that's dangerous, boss. That's dangerous. If your nose start running, immediately call. That's dangerous right there, boss. Don't, don't. Just be careful. I just, I submit that to you in Jesus' name. Abraham had a word. A word. Remember what he encouraged himself with? The God who gives life to the dead. And it said he did not consider his own body that was now. But he'd been encouraged himself for 25 years. The God that gives life to the dead. And he's as good as dead. And God speaks to him. And then that same angel walked around to where Abraham was. And he said, you laughed at what I told you. She said, I didn't laugh. He said, she said I didn't laugh. He said, no, you laughed. I heard you. But I see you in nine months. And poof. And nine months later, here comes Sister Sarah. <laughs> just <laughs> 90. Just, just, just walk around. Just, hold on, hold on. Let me get it right. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> just, like, right, just like right there, like 90, right? Just like struggling. Like just like, trying to struggle. <laughs> That's in the Bible, right? That's in the Bible. Struggling. Struggling. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Why is it important that Paul wrote to the Romans some 3,000 years later that Abraham did not waver? Because the place you waver at, if you waver there too long, before long, you'll put down a foundation there and you won't just be wavering before long. You'll be in full-blown unbelief. Abraham did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Watch this. But was strengthened in his faith by giving God the glory. So Lindsay and I, friends of ours as well, would just say, God, we thank you for doing it for us. You know how many times I've did that at night on my couch? God, thank you. I give you glory for that room being filled. I give you glory for those kids. And I think I prayed too much in that area because glory to God. God, I give you glory for what you're doing. I give you glory for a band. Lindsay used to say, we don't even got a band, Josh. She was right. <laughs> but God, we give you glory for it. I can either waver at unbelief, I can either look at everything contrary, or I can say, God, I give you glory for what you promised me. Right? What about, what about Sister Sarah? Hebrews says this about Sarah. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. In other words, Abraham grew his faith by giving God the glory. You know what worked for Sarah? She's watching her husband do this. You know what worked for Sarah? She said, all I know to do is I got to look at his character. He's faithful. I judge him faithful. It's very easy to let go of something you heard God say when everything that you see says it won't happen. 
But I'm telling you, you got to look and say, I judge you faithful. Come on, Taylor, back to the keys. If you're taking notes really quick, write this down. It's a really simple thought for you. Remember what was spoken to you. Come on, remember what was spoken to you. You know what the Bible says about the word of the Lord? Isaiah 55 says this concerning God's word. Isaiah 55 says this concerning the word of the Lord. And it, and it would do us good to memorize this right here. Isaiah 55, 11 says this. I think I'm, yeah. Verse 10. As the rain comes down from heaven and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but it waters the earth and it makes it bring forth and bud so that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please and it will prosper in the thing that I sent it to do. I'm telling you, when God gives your word, he says, I'm not taking it back. I'm not taking it back, Mark. I'm not, I'm not taking it back. I'm not taking it back, Jeremiah. I'm not taking it back. I'm not taking it back. I'm not taking it. It's your word. Yeah, God, but I'm not taking it back. I won't take it back. The heavens have never said, give me back that, 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 give me back that snow. The earth wasn't ready for it. I'm not taking it back. I got a prophecy in 2005. And a guy began to tell me things that God was going to do to my life, things that have just now started happening. It's 15 years ago for me. He said, you were like a modern day David. He said, there were seven that went ahead of you. But they chose not to believe. He said, but God said, you will believe. You want to be a believer? Believers are always positioned right in front of unbelief. But can you believe? Can you believe? You know what? My belief isn't just for me. My, you're benefiting from my belief and other people are going to benefit from your belief but I want, you to, I want you to take this personal my belief is also for my kids your belief is going to be for your kids God says I'm not taking my word back believe it it will accomplish what I please and prosper in the thing I sent it to do a word from God changes everything. God steps out of nowhere on the corner of nothing. In Genesis chapter 1, in the cosmos was a broken mess, a frozen ball of ice as it were. And God didn't fix it by calling a team. You know what God said? And the Bible says, and God said. And God using his words restored a broken universe in six days. And if he can fix a broken universe in six days, he can run through your credit overnight. If he can fix a broken universe in six days, trust him with your marriage. If he can fix a broken universe in six days, trust him with your body. If he can fix a broken universe in six days, trust him with the dream he gave you. He says, I'm not taking the word back. I require you to align yourself with me and see me like Sarah did. He's faithful who promised, give me glory in the midst of all the contrary and watch what I'll do. I'm telling you, God's good this way. The angel Gabriel came at the birth of Christ. 
And Mary said, how shall this thing be? I don't even know a man that could make this happen. I'm a virgin. I've never known a man. You know, the angel said, he says, with God. This is what the angel says. Gabriel, he says, I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. Not every angel gets that privilege. I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of Yahweh. He says, something I've seen about him. Your promise is very difficult. It's never been done. Mary didn't have a reference point to draw faith from. The angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the raw presence of Yahweh. And something about him I found out I'm fixing to give to you. And he gave her revelation. And here it is. He says, with Yahweh, nothing is impossible. And he's gone. Do you? <laughs> one of the greatest traits about God is that with him, what is impossible? Nothing is impossible. And do you know what Jesus would go on to tell his disciples? In Mark 9, to those who simply believe you can be like your dad if you just believe guess what all things are possible to you before there was a car somebody had to believe it I see a vehicle it has these wheels and an engine and a transmission and it's going to accelerate us we want to get you know you know somebody had to be like you're crazy I'm believing for this device that I can get on and I can call somebody else in another country we'll call it a telephone you're crazy there's nothing that exists right now that didn't encounter contrary somebody had to believe for it everything you can see around you right now I'm telling you we carry this in our heart and we through faith have believed and God carved it out he did the work we just believed and I just want to encourage you today with this God is faithful God is faithful and he will accomplish everything he ever told you he was going to do yeah but I'm 99 I don't care your time clock doesn't matter to God he's good he can pause time in a moment he can put a year's worth of time in a moment in his world and let it go and you wake up and you're like how in the world did this happen God did that Stand to your feet with me. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. Out of yourself, nothing. You need a prophecy, prophesy to yourself, nothing. Look in the mirror and say, Thus said the Lord, nothing. For with Yahweh, nothing is impossible. Come on, if I could say, Moses, would you just testify for a moment? He would stand and say, I seen Red Sea split. 
he would stand and say, I seen fire fall from heaven. He would say, I seen sticks become snakes. I seen water become blood. Joshua, would you testify for me? I seen walls fall down flat, man. I seen the sun stand still over the valley of Agilon, and God gave us light to defeat our enemy. Samson, would you testify and help us to believe God? Because we're struggling with our promise. He would say, I've seen God give me an anointing to tear gates out of the ground and set them upon my shoulders just to bear witness to my enemy that with my God, nothing's impossible. I've seen God put a jawbone in my hand and allow me to slay a thousand men. I'm telling you, with God, nothing is impossible. Peter, testify for a moment. I was a broken fisherman and he found me burdened with sin. He told me I catch men. Show me how to walk on water. Show me how to overcome my doubts. Show me how the beauty of an empty tomb could transform my soul. Come on, John the Beloved, testify for these people. He showed me what it was like to be called out of my body and to see things from a whole another realm. He showed me his throne and his plan for the end of the ages. I'm telling you with God, nothing is impossible. What are you waiting for to believe God again? I'm telling you, get your faith back. I'm telling you, at the Way Church, we are going to be a family of believers. Think it not strange when God dips into your heart an impossible dream. And the first thing that comes to your mind is nobody in your family has ever done that. Nobody in your friend line has ever done that. It's okay. Be the first. Be the first. Joshua, you can't even start a church. You don't even know how to do it. Now, you're judging me for my past, but you failed to see the God of my future. He's good. Sterling, if I ain't preaching to nobody else today, friend, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you. this word in my heart that he is the author and finisher of faith author is the one who writes the book your last chapter has been a bit messy you didn't plan it like that but I want to encourage you friend it's not the end of a book it's just the end of a chapter but the author is God and I know the plans I know the plans that I have for you. This is what Jeremiah told the nation of Israel while they were in captivity. Prisoners. But yet God spoke hope in the middle of it. And I'm telling you, God says, I hold the pen. I'm the author. And I'm rewriting this chapter. It's going to benefit you. New relationships. New opportunity. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. New adventures are coming to you, friend. I don't know this because we talked. I just know this because I feel it in my heart. I can really see it in big, bold letters. I see alone. But God is going to bust through that aloneness. You're about to feel more rich in relationships than you have for your entire life, friend. Because he's that good. He's that good. God, I thank you that you're restoring his ability to believe again. To believe again. To believe again. 
There's other people in this room. I hear this so strong in my heart. You've actually done some of the greatest things that God ever asked you to do. But I feel like the Lord's saying this. You are going to help other people accomplish their dream. You're about to be a need meter. Why do you think I gave you that business? To get a bigger home, to get another car, to go on another vacation? No, I gave it to you to fund my kingdom. And I'm going to let you help other people see their dreams come to pass. Every real father and every great true grandfather knows you get more joy, not out of just seeing your own dreams fulfilled, but by helping your kids accomplish theirs. And I'm telling you, God is giving people the resources in this room to help other people accomplish the things that are in their heart. And you're going to champion other people's dreams. Jesus. 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 This is, this is specific for somebody right here. If you feel like you almost given up on your dream because it seemed too impossible, I want you to step out and come meet me right here because God's about to vanquish that thing. I'm just telling you. If that's you, step out from where you are and come meet me. I feel like Jaira is fixing to overtake you, the God who's more than enough. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, Jaira's fixing to overtake some people. I feel this. Jesus. Now here's what I want our church family to do. I want you to come and just get behind them and surround them. I want you to, oh, I want you to know you ain't never by yourself. Come on, family. You ain't never by yourself. There's more faith operating around you than there is doubt to ever stop you. You will never get tired. And you will never run out of excuses as to why you can't do it. I got one reason you can, though. He said you could. I got one reason you can. He said you could. I feel this in the bottom of my belly. I got one reason you can. He said you could. Mallory, he said you could. Mackenzie, he said you could. Darla, he said you could. Kaylin, he said you could. Robert, he said you could. The Moors, he said you could. First time here, I'm telling you, he said you could. Brianna, he said you could. Jacob, you got it. Shanika, you got it. Sterling, you already know you got it. You already know you got it. Miss Judy, it's in you to do. Jesus. Come on, don't wait for me to call your name. Just begin to give God glory for it. Begin to give him glory for it. Abraham grew strong in faith by giving God glory for it. Don't look at why it can't happen. I'm telling you, look at why it can't happen. Prophesy to yourself and say, self, you got this. This is going to be my greatest year yet. God will take these last four months and flip them on their head. You know why? Because if God be for you, because if God be for you, why not? Why not me? Why not you? Why not me? Why not you? Why not me? Why not you? Missy and Ken, I don't know why. I almost see you two guys as been like an incubator for dreams. And I want to say, even in your age, don't stop dreaming. Yeah, but I got all the, just don't stop dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. And I want to speak this over you two guys. Multiple streams coming your way. 
multiple streams of income coming your way. Even some things you've almost put up on a shelf and said, well, maybe that wasn't. I'm telling you, dust them off. And remember the God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. And some things are definitely going to outlive you through the life of your children. But remember, if God said it, he is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of a man that he should repent. Hath he ever spoken and it not came to pass? Has God ever said it and not held true to his word? And the answer to that, friends, is no. Still believe. Still believe. Still believe. that gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. I give you permission today as a father in this house, I give you permission to achieve the impossible. I give you permission to not just dream it, I give you permission to build it. I give you permission to fund it. I call for every creative well in you to be unlocked now in Jesus' name. I call for the connections needed to make it happen, to make it happen. I call for that now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I call for the wells to be unlocked. I call for the flow to begin to flow your way. God's going to turn your trickle into a stream. Sure. I said, God's going to cause your trickle to become a stream. And I'm telling you, out of your belly, Jesus. Out of your belly, Jesus. 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 It's going to seem really, really strange. I feel like God's calling some people just to paint. I don't even know why I'm feeling that. You've had desires to paint and you have not painted. I'm just telling you, paint. And watch the glory of God come through your fingertips. Paint. have had desires to do things in the city you don't have a a clue how to make it happen it's okay don't sweat it God's going to show you how he'll put you in the connection with the right people to know how to get you in the right place and to get you there at the right time he's good that way watch watch I'll never forget Brooklyn Wood I think she's back with her in her pre-k I need need to dunk dunk because we got kids but she was working at the the church that my wife and I was serving at last time and I, and I, I, I remember walking in at the front desk and she was just, just downcast and I said Brooklyn what is going on and I'll never forget her telling me I don't have a clue how I'm going to do what's in my heart literally she told me that she felt like she was supposed to go live in another country didn't have any money didn't know really where she was supposed to go or how she was going to get there and I stopped and I said sweetheart let me tell you something didn't even have a passport at the time I said this, I said, Brooklyn, if God needs you in China by this time tomorrow, if he needs you in China by this time tomorrow, you can get a passport and the money to buy the ticket and find out who you're going to be staying with when you get there by this time tomorrow, if God wills it. You know, Brooklyn went on to live over two years in South Africa with YWAM, Youth with a Mission. At the start, we didn't have a clue how it was going to happen. It was just this little dream. But if God spoke it, won't he do it? 
My wife will share maybe one day how God put a dream in her for a dance studio. That thing grew to over 300 kids at one time. 300 kids. We would pack out the sanctuary of the gate church. Sometimes 15, 1,800 people in attendance. I'm like, how did this happen? If God speaks it, won't he do it? It doesn't mean it won't be work involved. If he speaks it, but won't he do it? I want to do this and I'm absolutely done. You can stay as long as you want to at the altar. I have done this every time I encounter the possibility, especially the one you're standing in right now. I still do this often. I have learned when I hit an impossible, this is me. I would say, God, I'm giving this to you and this is my seed for the impossible to happen. I would literally give a seed every time I thought this is impossible and he's happened. We did it for every house we went into. This church is a big, big deal. I want to give you an opportunity. We haven't even did tithing offerings yet. This is not your tithing offering. They're going to put that up on the screen. Matter of fact, you can go ahead and do that. You can give your tithing offering. But I'm talking about give a seed, a specific seed for what you're believing God for. I don't care if it's 25 cent. If you want an apple tree, you cannot sow a mango seed. You have to sow a seed in accordance with what you believe is going to grow. And if you're believing for the business, I'm telling you, I would write this business, this relationship, this creative miracle. Do it. And watch what God does. We're standing in our, my miracle right now, we're standing in it. But we haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> it's going to happen. You have permission to do the impossible believe for it. You're going to see contrary? It's absolutely a-okay. Because I believe that nothing is still impossible. I'm going to ask my wife to go back into that song. I want to release you guys to go back to your seats. Give your tithing offering. But I'm telling you, I would on top of that, specifically, seed for the impossible dream. And consider yourself released. We love you. Thank you for taking a moment to listen in to what Jesus is doing right here at Way Family Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can, you can do that via Cash App at dollar sign Way Family Church, or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab. For more information about Way Family Church, you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to wayfamilychurch.com. Be blessed.